Are you looking for inspiration? In need of career guidance? Wondering what path successful people take? Listen up. I am Vibha Kagzi, CEO and founder of ReachIV.com, a Harvard alumnus and the author of Break the MBA Code. I'm going to be your host on this weekly show called House of Experts, where you can get an insight into a wide range of career choices directly from industry stalwarts. So buckle up and get ready to take off. All right. Hi. Our guest is here loud and clear. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here today. Okay. Awesome. So guys, we have Upasana Parasram Puriya from Diet Tamasha, Pink Harvest, uh, Bean Tish Chocolatier and many other brands here with us. Before we kickstart uh, House of Experts episode 20 today, I'm um, just going to introduce myself. My name, as a lot of you know, is Vibha Kagsi. I am the founder and chief education officer at Reach IV. And we started this series, House of Experts, to bring to you experts from different domains. And today, it gives me great pleasure in having a domain expert in the food category, so in the healthy food brand category. A little bit about Upasana. Um, firstly, we're from the same school. So high five to having <laughs> a fellow JBite on the call. I love having JB people on the call. Uh, Upasana is also a Bombay girl, um, has had a very interesting academic trajectory. I'm going to leave it to her to talk about that. Um, she's also been a national level pistol uh, shooter, believe it or not. Uh, we're going to delve a little bit into that as well. And uh, she's organically built uh, three brands already, and I know that there are many, many more coming up. Um, I, you know, when I sent the message, and I talked to you about this Upasana as well, when I sent out the message saying, I'm going to have Upasana from Diet Tamasha on the show, so many people messaged me back saying, are you serious? Is she going to be on your show? This is amazing. We love her products. So um, this is not me, Upasana. This is all your fan base and your client base talking on your behalf. So no flattery from my end. I mean, I'm, I'm just relaying information I got firsthand to you. So uh, you. so proud of you, Upasana, for what you've done. And uh, really a pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I must say the stuff you do is just amazing. Uh, what you're doing at HIV, helping so many people achieve their academic and personal goals. It's just fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much, Upasana. Um, so today we're going to kickstart here with uh, my favorite question, which I ask everyone, a uh, little flashback into childhood, you know, because our childhoods are always precious to us. So what were you like as a child? Uh, you know, what was the early academic upbringing like? Just flashback, you know, a couple of years, a couple of decades back. Oh, as a child, I was a complete tomboy. I was like, oh, really? Okay. yeah, yeah, an absolute tomboy. And uh, I grew up with the most um, progressive minded grandfather. So he, uh, he called me his grandson and he literally introduced me to everybody as his grandson. And uh, with that bobcat I had going on, people actually thought I was a boy. Um, <laughs> but on a serious note, it was, uh, you know, a very supportive um, family that actually let me be who I want. So I'm born and brought up in Bombay. Um, I went to JB, like you've mentioned, I went to Dhirubhai Ambani. And um, then I made this decision that almost seemed natural back then, which was to stay back and not go abroad to study. Um, so I stayed back in India. Um, I did uh, my BCom and uh, then moved on to doing law and then getting in the food space. 
Oh, you, so you studied law. I, I, I remember we spoke about you even working at a law firm. So, yes. you know, are you come from a, a Marwari family. Is it a family of entrepreneurs? Like, you know, was that idea of sort of running your own business seeded at an early age? What, what, what was the influence of the family like? I don't, I, so of course it's a, I come from a business uh, family and, uh, you know, it was, it was just about who I wanted to be, what I chose for myself. And uh, I think flashback a little, that's how um, I took on pistol shooting. It just started as a summer um, extracurricular almost. And uh, I liked it. Um, I was good at it and I just uh, kept on going. And um, slowly I started representing my state from my college to my state, representing the country. It was all what I wanted for myself and my family was just extremely supportive. Uh, and at mm -hmm. that moment for me, there was nothing more than, you know, winning an international medal um, on the podium with your national anthem being played. It was like the goal for every sports person, I think. Uh, so, okay, yeah. So, so you played for India. You've been a straight shooter, if I may use mm -hmm. that. Okay. So yes. where did food come? So, you know, it's, is this upbringing, very entrepreneurial family, grandfather who sort of, you know, takes you on as his grandson. That's phenomenal. Right. You go to this law firm, join the dots for me. I'm still lost. What happened? So next? at the law firm, of course, I loved what I was doing. But I mean, as everybody tuning in knows, um, you know how corporate job is. You just get used to being in front of the desk and chair and uh, you just start neglecting so many things. And I feel I was neglecting my health and wellness at that point. And I felt a little burnt out um, those long nights. As much as I loved it, I just um, took a break. And uh, that's when I started realigning my focus um, on myself. It was mm. time to look in and, uh, you know, just work on my own well-being. And that's when uh, I think the entire, I was always a foodie. That's, there's no doubt about that. But I think the love for nutrition came about when... Um, I was seeing what uh, effect it had on me and my body. So right. that's when, uh, you know, after I took a break, I decided to enroll in culinary arts and um, I went to New York. I studied my chef's training in health supportive food. Oh, wow. And, okay. Yes. So, so that how long was the program and like, how did you go about even picking that program? So I think, um, so picking that program when I'd given myself a couple of months to just uh, figure out what I wanted to do, I was researching. And uh, of course, you ask uh, people who graduated how their experience was. And um, it seemed to be very positive. So uh, it was a year long, the experience almost. And uh, more than anything, um, it was just amazing to see so many people from different spaces. Living in New York at that point, it was the hub for food, the hub for health food and sure. everything you can imagine, right? So I remember I used to keep an Excel sheet actually with all the new restaurants and cafes that were opening up. And uh, even if it was just doing some homework, I would just pick a new cafe every day and uh, go and sit someplace new and soak in as much New York as I can. So, so, so do you think New York influenced you in, in any capacity in terms of your taste, your style, your creativity? Like, was there a New York influence to you, to you in your life? Definitely. I, I definitely think so. Um, not just the education, just the vibe, the city, it's fast moving. It's, it's just, there's so much to learn from. And at that point, actually I was doing, um, I was working two shifts. So we oh, had wow. to do some internships as well. And um, I was working two shifts. Uh, I worked in Brooklyn um, in a small cafe called Pickle Shack. 
and so, um, you know it was just the restaurant life behind the kitchen the chef life chopping carrying moving it was all fast paced uh, delivering to your clients and my second internship was with this beautiful uh, artist i may say she was a um, baker and she made these wedding cakes that were gluten free and vegan and just stunning wow. so okay. that experience is definitely fun- fantastic as well okay so you've literally you've got your hands dirty you've done the chopping cutting you've been in the kitchen you worked with a vegan sort of patisserie so right. you you learned the trade not just through college but through all these experiences as well absolutely absolutely i think okay. that, that, what, the learning curve just doesn't end right it's not just sorry okay all right so what happens there i had a question here from shreya jain who was asking you know what was your inspiration behind diet tamasha so how does all this sort of lead into to diet tamasha So uh, diet tamasha um when i came back from new york i think i really struggled to find uh, healthier alternatives that were accessible or readily available uh, coming from a family where uh, you know uh, there were diabetics and uh, the awareness for health and nutrition were was increasing i had a couple of close friends who were actually um, allergic and intolerant to a few things and you know i realized that um, there was this you had a restricted diet but that also meant that you mm-hmm. had very restricted options so diet tamasha came about with that you know very simple idea that uh, it, it was that idea and concept of inclusion i didn't want anybody to feel bad that they couldn't have something just because their body couldn't take it well so whether it was gluten um, nuts uh, dairy um i kind of uh, built upon a menu and i wanted to be the go to person somebody could get in touch with when they wanted you know something customized according to their dietary needs and uh, that's definitely how it began while of course trying to keep everything wholesome not use any refined sugars and as healthy as possible okay so it's 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 baked goods um very healthy um you've thought through people's different allergies people are gluten uh, so sort of allergies to gluten nuts all of that um so it was designed to cater to a certain niche you you absolutely. went after the health market absolutely okay. and the gap that i saw existed at that point it existed at that point do you think it still yeah. exists uh I, there are so many more brands that are emerging and catering to this right now so it's definitely uh the awareness is building and it's there a lot more options today than there were let's say 5 years ago so that's mm-hmm. definitely a good thing Okay, uh, Upasana. Lots of compliments coming your way. Just going to acknowledge people here. Uh, Preeti, I'm single, missing your brownies. Uh, Thank you, Raj Muskai, the best chef in the healthy eating space by far. Thank uh, you. Oof, oof, Mirchi. Wow, sounds great. Would love to know more about your journey. Um, we have Prem Garodia who says, "Do you like to cook from childhood? Do you like to cook from childhood?" Let's address Prem Garodia's question. I, I was a foodie. I'm not sure I cooked when uh, I was younger, but today I'm just I love it. I just love cooking, and uh, Thai Thai is one of my favorites uh, dish uh, cuisines to cook. Actually, okay. Uh, Raj Muskai saying, "Pink Harvest is the best." Okay, guys, thank, thank you. you all for your compliments and comments. Uh, uh the gluten free brownies are the best i will attest to that raj because upasna has been generous enough to send me a nice big box and uh, i didn't share them upasna i didn't share them with anyone <laughs> in my family so uh amazing i'm so happy uh, to hear avanti says if you haven't had a marinara you haven't lived well i guess i haven't lived uh, upasna <laughs> sending okay, it tomorrow sab- okay sabal says i'm a big time foodie can't wait to sample some 
Okay, guys, thank you for the compliments. Bina says she cooks very well. I guess thank some of your you. family members are here. Okay. Yes. All right. So, um, so that's how you you go you go after the that specific segment. Then what happens next? You know, just for people who say you know who have this sort of similar passion, they've identified this niche. Uh, what happens next? How do you come up with a name? How do you come up with packaging? Like, what are sort of the very basic practical tips for people who want to enter the space? Um, you just you just have to keep going. So there's there's really no shortcut. Um, I I honestly believe and feel that. So with all my brands, I feel like I have Excel sheets of lists and lists of names and potential names, and then you're just searching for them and. uh you try and pick them out in that sense but um yeah you definitely have to figure out your goals and what your brand stands for initially i think that's really important to because that is what's going to bring you back on your journey it's going to remind you why you're there and uh, what sure. you want to do really um yeah and so, packaging so, so uh, for seek figuring out what does your brand stand for what are your absolutely. brand values and then ensuring you stay authentic to that brand value okay Absolutely. that's that's a great tip okay what happens next how do you think of packaging so with packaging i think um it is today i feel has become even more important to have great packaging because it can be an over, overcrowded space so you've got to stand out so with packaging a few things uh, colors you might want to pop out um you know whether you're an artisanal brand and you want to go with the browns i think those kind of things come into play as well with uh, colors and definitely communicate it's the most important thing it's the chance you get the 10 seconds you get to let your consumer know whether they should pick up your product or not so you need to just consume uh, communicate the right things on your packaging i think that is really important okay so can you share with us uh, what what have you communicated on your packaging and what what is the sort of brand positioning uh, that you've gone for so um i'll give you an example uh, with regards to my brand pink harvest farms so um with pink harvest farms um you know we we reached a space where we were like um how do i tell somebody who's been eating rice for 30 years that they can have quinoa now so hmm. we try to make it familiar and uh, you know on the packaging today we mentioned cooks like rice so it was hmm. about giving people familiarity um for example with our chia seeds um i like to make it relatable so it's like chia seeds a tablespoon will give you uh, the same amount of protein as one egg white so you I know see. the consumer can relate to it so i think okay okay so make making it relatable making it Definitely. sort of touch some sort of familiarity the rice to quinoa Absolutely. transition and then obviously touching upon the health aspects saying you Absolutely. know this is how much protein etc um okay just we're going to read out a few more comments acknowledge my i think your mom is here shalini she says mm-hmm. she works very very hard okay i'm sure she does oh, nandini so pink harvest always gives so much info uh vandita from national level shooting to law to food wow enriching experiences okay i'll take a question from sanjeev uh says how do you make homemade pizza pizza please share some tips any tips on that in terms of the bread or the sauce or something So actually uh, I have a couple of recipes on my blog uh, diet tamasha if you scroll down you'll be able to see um, recipes on how to make the base how to make the sauce and what kind of cheeses to use i think you should find all of that and any questions please feel free to get in touch so uh, guys please do follow diet tamasha pink harvest and bean to chocolatier uh, they have very uh, active instagram uh, pages um, actually i was so drawn to uh, pasna's instagram pages and that's what really honestly Uh, prompted me to invite her to come on the show 
uh, Upasana, where can they find the blog? Uh, diet, the Instagram page itself will have um, all the recipes. Okay. okay, great. All right. So Sanjeev, I hope that answers your question. Please go there and uh, dig up some of those awesome recipes. Um, okay, great. Sanjeev is going to start following you. Shreya, question. How do you distinguish yourself from your competitors? All right. Let's talk a little bit about that. So what's, what's the competitive landscape? What's going on in the health food space? And uh, where, where are you fitting in? Okay, uh, interesting one. So there's definitely a lot of um, emerging brands coming up now, a lot more awareness. So it can get overcrowded at times. Um, but I would look at it as, you know, I look at it more like they are helping you grow the market, grow the category. So there's okay. more to contribute to. So in that sense, it helps to uh, have more brands kind of believing in what you're believing, pushing for the same thing, uh, teaching the audience the same thing. And uh, in terms of differentiation, I think um, it comes back to, I think packaging is one way. And at the same time, um, engaging with your customers. So while, of course, right now everything is digital, but before we used to do a lot of events um, I see. Okay. and uh, exhibitions. So you get a chance to interact with your audience to get to know uh, what they feel about it, their feedback. That definitely helps. Uh, and today, okay. because that's digital, I think social media would be the answer to give uh, good content, meaningful content. There's so much out there. And if you're mm. giving something different or meaningful, uh, I think people are drawn to that. Definitely. Okay, great. Uh, uh, thanks, Shreya, for that question. Upasana, I want to dig deeper into two aspects that you talked about okay. just now. Um, the social media aspect, right? Um, of course, Instagram is huge when it comes to food. Uh, it's such a visual sort of uh, product, you know, that you, the food category is obviously so mm -hmm. visual. Um, you know, for, for people here from other visual uh, sort of product categories, how should they think about their Instagram pages? How important is it? Uh, how do you go about sort of planning your posts for the week? If you could sort of just give some pragmatic tips for our viewers here. So um, with social media, I think it's really important to, like we just spoke about it, give meaningful content. There's so much. It's like a digital overload today. Everybody's on Instagram. Everybody's sure. watching it. Everybody's posting it. So one would be be consistent. I think uh, learn a okay. little bit about it. Maybe uh, take up a course or something about digital marketing because you'll understand that Instagram also has its algorithms and different ways um, that is just helpful to know. Uh, but at the same time, um, videos, polls, interactions. So ask your audience questions. Uh, I think that definitely helps. Um, quality. It, it comes down to, I think, giving quality rather than just posting something for the sake of it. Um, with regards to how you can plan it, there are lots of apps and tools available that can help you actually plan the grid for a month. Um, okay. this, I We have a great team built and, um, you know, we really pay a lot of it attention to it and today despite being the place where I could just uh, you know pawn it off to an agency we actually yeah. choose to do it in-house and um, wow. I think I spend about an hour a day just responding to personally responding to DMs because the insight wow. I get from it is just tremendous I get to know what my FAQs are sure. I get to know what my consumers want what they're looking for um, it's just amazing um, that today you can actually get to interact with your customers straight up so why not make use of it uh, right. So, yes. Okay. So, uh, you said consistency, you said high quality, um, you said, you know, you, uh, connect with the customer and, uh, I mean, personally replying to your DMs when, when you have a team. So um, it, it sounds like, you know, you, you really want to make that human connect. 
um, what was happening pre-COVID? You know, you touched a little bit about uh, on those events you were doing. What, what are some of the big food events? And, you know, what, what do you do at these events? Are you showcasing the product? Are you having people come and sample it? Like, what, what happens? So um, we've done, I, I think I've tried to do every event that existed where I could go myself. So it was locational based, of course, in Bombay, uh, uh, where I could go, whether it's Ruchika and just so many of them out there. We, so basically, I used to go myself and I used to set up a store. I used to try and make it a little pretty so that, uh, you know, you're drawn towards coming towards us in the first place. And uh, yeah, we had samplers. Um, we could explain the benefits uh, to people, lots of questions, lots of uh, just so much you get to know i can i you know i can make an assumption and take 50 pieces of this and you know x quantity and go and i'll realize that something just sold a lot more than the other and that kind of insight there's no other way to gain it okay um, so so very very deeply connected with the customer okay um, i'm going to read out a few more comments lots of stuff coming your way uh, yes avanti uh, engaging is very vital uh, someone says Spartan Zo says quinoa chocolate is the best. Okay. Uh, Being consistent is really important, be it on social media or in life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Consistency always wins. I think your nani is here. She says amazing. Hmm. Um, someone likes your quinoa cupcakes. Okay. Let's take this question from uh, I have a question. Usually healthy foods are more expensive as compared to processed foods. Absolutely. Okay. Great. What are your thoughts on this and how do you decide the pricing for your products? Okay, phenomenal question. Thank you for that question. Great question. Um, I, talking about price, so I remember how we started Pink Harvest Farms was basically uh, my brother came back. So my brother and I have founded it together and he came back from university. There was a day we were walking um, in the supermarket and we realized that chia seeds um, cost more than 1250 rupees for a small bag. And that's mm -hmm. when I think that's when we just felt that it, it just shouldn't be so expensive to live a healthy life. Why is it so expensive to live a healthy life? And that's where Pink Harvest Farms really began on an acre of land. We started growing our own chia seeds. And wow. um, so definitely very committed to wanting um, to bring down the price. But it is definitely a two-way street, you know, as the demand increases for healthy foods, brands like us are able to source better. Uh, we are able to scale and pass that uh, price benefit on to our customers. And um, mm -hmm. with regards to how you um, price a particular product, I think you have to take in, of course, a couple of things I'll tell you that uh, you can take into consideration. One is, of course, the cost of your goods. Um, whether you're delivering it, uh, how you're going to get it to your consumer, include the cost of that. And then at there is a logistical, there is a logistic cost to it. There are these fixed costs that you can't ignore, right? And um, it is, at, at some point, it's also expensive to get your brand visible sure. or to get to a consumer. So how do you do that? Uh, take into account that cost. And uh, I think you'll be able to arrive at your final figure. Okay. So uh, cost of goods, cost of marketing, cost of personnel, uh, cost of delivery, you mentioned. So and your packaging, of course packaging costs and I, I've seen your packaging and it's actually really commendable I just, thank you I, I love the brand design the colors the boxes um, all of it okay thank you uh, I hope that answered your question lots of superb awesome wows coming your way Upasna um, okay so uh, tell me a little bit about okay here let's take this question uh, Ayush Gupta do your brands and products follow a specific health philosophy 
Okay, that's a good question. So is, okay. is there a philosophy? Yeah. Uh, health philosophy is uh, another, but philosophy, I think, um, accessible in the modern world. We want to bring products that are accessible, uh, that are convenient. They should make, they should supplement your life and make it convenient for you. Uh, definitely affordable. And more than anything else, I want our products to be available. I want healthier options to be available for everybody who wants them. It shouldn't be difficult. It shouldn't be hard. And yeah, I think that's what I would say. Okay. So accessible, affordable, and available. Okay, Absolutely. great. I, I, I love the three A's. And um, innovate, so I must say, I'm sorry, innovate. I think it's so important for brands today to keep innovating. Hmm. Okay, and you and that's what I'm seeing you're doing as well with your new brand, Bant, uh, Bean to Chocolatier. Um, new innovation there. Maybe we talk a little bit about your new new brand and you know what's the brand philosophy there. You, you told me a little bit about like going from cocoa nibs to the product, etc. Why don't we tell our viewers about this a little bit? Absolutely. So Bean to Chocolatier is um, is essentially for me my chocolate factory. Um, we have our own chocolate factory where we Opasna produce... and her chocolate factory. <laughs> that is a, it. it's, it's a dream for that's, every foodie, That's got it? to be the name <laughs> of your book. Oh my God. It was my favorite book growing up and that's, that's what we're going to name your book. Oh my God. Okay. Yes, so, so your little chocolate factory. And uh, it was again founded on the principle of inclusion. We want everybody to have something and not to feel bad for what they go for. So... Um, while it's pure chocolate, I don't, I don't know if uh, a lot of people know this, but there's a difference between pure chocolate and compound chocolate. It's, um, you know, a lot of the chocolate you have is actually stabilized with oil. So it's not okay. um, as good for you as it should be. And with pure chocolate, that's not the case. So I wanted a brand, my brother and I actually wanted snacking chocolate. That's where it came up from. We wanted chocolate that you could just snack on. Um, Guilt-free snacking. Absolutely. Okay. So again, no refined sugars. And at the same time, we do a sugar-free option for all the diabetics, for all the people who can't uh, consume any form of sugar. We do a naturally sweetened uh, version with stevia. So my our first range of products is bean to bark, um, okay. where we the barks are snacking slivers. Um, and we have uh, a couple of variants there. The quinoa one that uh, you mentioned, a lot of people have been mentioning about is the innovation. Uh, it's crispy quinoa. Uh, so might not sound amazing, but it's really crunchy. No, it, and and it tastes snack. amazing. Yeah, exactly. it tastes amazing. I've had the fortune of having to taste that. Thank okay, going to pick up a few more questions here. Uh, you know, since you're talking about uh, health foods, we have a question here saying, and I don't know if you don't, you don't necessarily have to answer this, but someone wants to know, is there a food that's best for healthy hair? Is, is there something you know? So he's just been posting this question in terms of for hair, healthy, like just for healthy, for healthy hair. hair. Uh, yeah. Definitely uh, omega-3. So omega-3 is great for your hair. And uh, actually we, with our chia seeds, it's something you can have uh, as well. It's uh, really good for hair, skin, nails. Uh, so that's a okay. plus. Okay, Sanjeev, I hope that answers your question. And they have uh, shear seeds under Pink Harvest. So please go ahead and check that out. Uh, question from Shalini Goenka. Are you growing all your products yourself or do you buy from farmers as well? Okay, great. Thank you for touching upon that, Shalini. I also wanted to get into your supply chain a little bit. So that's it. That's the segue for our supply chain question. Absolutely. So we started, like I mentioned, uh, on a single acre of land, growing our chia seeds. Um, 
of course, with the years, we have uh, scaled up and uh, we've had the fortune to tie up with farmers across India uh, who we fairly source uh, from with strict quality control. Uh, our superfood range has chia quinoa and tricolor quinoa. Um, from that, a very interesting uh, product, I would say, very close to my heart is the quinoa cups. And that is okay. manufactured um, by me uh, in my commercial kitchen itself. So um, okay. it stemmed from the goal of uh, having something healthy and instant, uh, but without mm -hmm. needing to, you know, chuck in tons of preservatives or artificial flavors. Um, and I remember doing so many recipe tests for it. Uh, I've had uh, my mom spit it out and just say it's way too spicy. And I've had uh, somebody else being like, oh, I can't taste anything. And yeah, uh, here we are. Um, yes. Uh, please sign me up for your tasting list. I'd love to absolutely be a guinea pig with your products for sure. Um, but where, where does the raw material come from? So, you know, is it like, is that one acre farm now producing a substantial amount of your raw material or are you sourcing this externally? So, like what's going on? Absolutely. We grew and it moved from an acre to uh, the place, the farms that we have, but not coming from a true agricultural background. I, of course, couldn't, um, need up with that demand and now we source um, it locally um, after having tied up with uh, farmers across the country. I okay, so you, you are sourcing from farmers. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, all right, great. Uh, people are saying amazing. Okay, let's take this question from Nandini. What does healthy mean to you as a healthy food entrepreneur? Great question, Nandini. Hmm. Thank you. Healthy, okay. Healthy? Yeah. Uh, so, for me, healthy does not look the same for two people. Healthy is such a relative term and it's just mm. healthy is about hearing your body, being aware of what works for you. Um, mm. And while I understand everyone, um, you know, assumes health is about food and only food. Of course, it's a lot to do with food, but it is more than that. It's about something that's sustainable, that you like, that works for you, whether you know, whether it's yoga, someone might feel healthy doing practicing yoga and you and I can both say that someone might feel it uh, running a marathon. Uh, but sure. that's the example of it doesn't it doesn't look the same for two people. So healthy is not a diet. I would say healthy is a lifestyle. Hmm. Okay, great. Uh, Nandini, I hope that answered your question. Uh, I'm going to remember that healthy is not a diet. Healthy is a lifestyle. Uh, yes, Avanti, most chocolate is stabilized with palm oil, which is awful for the environment as well. Yes, good point. Um, Shalini says that's commendable, promoting Made in India and helping the farmers. Great. People love this Chipotle cupcake, of course. Okay, let's take this question from Devika. Um, is the chocolate you use locally sourced as well? Yes, so the chocolate, we, we make our own chocolate. All the ingredients that go into it are locally sourced. We locally source and handpick the cocoa beans and uh, everything, even uh, the unrefined sugar, we've tied up with um, farmers there and source our unrefined uh, sugar, organic sugar that we use in our chocolate. So yes, um, it is all homegrown. Okay, all homegrown, Devika. Hope that answers your question. Uh, let's take a comment from Bina. She says, the almond chocolates are great. Everyone should try them. Absolutely, the almond chocolate <laughs> is phenomenal. Okay, uh, Avanti asks, how did you access those farmers? You know, you, you talked about this farmer network across India. How does one go about tapping into that network? It's, it's you know, that's a great question. So um, 
I think it's about, it's not as organized as we would all hope for it to be. So I remember there were days that I've just sat, um, you know, on um, whether it's India Mart or Trade Mart and just tried to figure out different various suppliers and go down the chain. It's not, you know, you just go a step uh, behind, you want more. So you say, no, uh, you know, put me in touch with your, um, the person who's supplying it to you. And I think that's how you come, come about. For us, it was, it was definitely a learning curve. It's not easy. I wish it was easier to find out. But of course, while you're in the food space, you, you know, you check in with other people, you share your contacts. uh, And that's how we built it, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. So literally, like, it seems like you've built every step in this brand organically and pun not intended on the word organic, but it's not just the product (laughs) that's organic, like the whole business, literally, it looks like you and your brother. Um, yes. and, and, you know, kudos to your brother. You, you should do a shout out to him as well for, uh, helping build a brand wherever Absolutely. you want. He does congratulations. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's sweet of you to acknowledge as well. Okay. So, um, Vasna, what's next? You know, you have, uh, three brands, uh, uh, what's next? You know, how, how do you grow this? How do you make this, how do you make this like a big business? You know, how, what, how, what is the journey in this? like the value chain, what happens next? I think right now, um, definitely utmost priority is staying and um, being consistent where we are keeping um, our consumers and doing the things that we do right and continue to do it right. I think that I would say is really important for um, all of us and my team. And about growing um, for us, new, healthy, innovative products. I would say Hmm. Innovative Products does it. Um, We have a great lineup. Um, I hope um, if things go the way we're hoping, we should have new products coming up. Um, That, I think, is also really important. And I've seen it help. It grows. People believe you. They trust. All our consumers trust what we're giving them. And that's also because they know we're innovating. We're here to um, give them quality. Okay. So it's quality, consistency, and you're constantly now going to increase your the, your product range, it sounds like. Absolutely. And also, um, at how many places we are, of course, with COVID, it's all gone digital. But, sure. um, you know, starting with a couple of stores, initially, I, I didn't get into any store because I had the backing or I came from a family of food and industry. So we're just um, going to stores and building that. Today, we're in over 500 stores uh, in India. Wow. Um and at the same time, available online for anybody in India. I think that wow. um, was a great growth. Five, point you are, you're in 500 stores already. Yes. Wow. Plus. Wow. That's, that's a phenomenal journey. Um, Sanjeev, are, you, are your chocolates available online on retail malls? Yeah, they're available um, online. online. Yes. She talked about that. Um, question again from Shalini who says, what's your take on traditional foods like ghee, wheat, etc.? You know, and this is a great question, you know, because when you Absolutely. talk to these sort of naturopaths and, you know, the, that, that segment of nutritionists, they talk about going back to your roots and, you know, going back to sort of uh, homegrown, like eat ghee and eat good. And then you have obviously, you know, what you're yeah. doing, the sort of new age, modern foods like quinoa, oats, etc. Yeah. So what, what do we as consumers do? You know, what do we do with this conflict of old age versus new age? And, and where are you on this spectrum? So, um, great question. Definitely, um, your roots. I mean, if you look back to your roots, they're all healthy. They're right. all whole foods. They're all grains. I mean, we used to, Chucky, 
there was a chakki and we used to be like get sure. our own atta right so it's all right, about right. definitely whole foods i think would be the um the link between new products as well as your roots eat whole and um, while we talk about new things that we're bringing in um it's just about bringing in something new but they're still ancient somewhere else so you know quinoa still a grain grow a grain that's grown um you know has been grown since many many years it's just that it wasn't in india so it started okay. to grow out here but um whether it's ghee whether it's it's all about what works for you what your body can digest for the people that can digest wheat of course please have it the tip would be keep it whole so try mm. and stick to um as less processed as you can okay so less processing uh you're saying some of these foods are already kind of old age ancient foods they just haven't been uh available and accessible Absolutely. as you had uh mentioned okay um let's take some okay let's take this question um nandini what are your favorite dishes to create and innovate thanks nandini good question is there uh, is there a favorite dish a favorite dish that i have maybe, innovated maybe be, yeah from your current product range yeah oh that would be my gluten free vegan brownies hands down it's just i've come back home with bags every day and uh, i've had from yuck to amazing i've seen it all uh, the amount of recipe testings i've done for that one um yeah that that that's definitely the closest to my heart along with the quinoa cups um just because of the hours and hard work i've put into it okay great uh, anandini i hope that answers your question uh, avanti also had a comment on your farmer uh, point about all the development done there to connect farmers to markets connections are clearly not as strong as they should be absolutely avanti they are absolutely. not but thanks to and i think the government kind of also plays a role in that right and um, i i think it's improving as like it's a two way street as the demand i understand it's not there right now but with the growing demand and awareness it's all coming we're getting there we're getting there and i mean honestly thanks to entrepreneurs like yourself uh you know you you guys play a a a serious pivotal role in in making sure this happens um i want to touch a little bit upon you know and i i mean i i always like to address the elephant in the room which you know for most people and their careers is money right so um you know what what is the money like in this you know since you've been an insider um you know how is this a lucrative business is this is this something you see as becoming big like is it what's the money angle in in all of this we we love food we're passionate about food uh we're all passionate about our health uh but of course we all love money so where's the money angle great question so i think uh, i i would probably divide this uh, into two um one would be like fast food whether it's i don't mean the unhealthy fast food or the processed i mean like a delivery kitchen um okay cloud kitchens delivery kitchens bakeries if it's something uh, like that whether it's a, you know whether you're a single chain or just growing in multiple cities and uh, multiple chains i think that still um requires a slightly lesser amount of investment so one is the money you're putting in i think it requires a lesser amount of investment especially if you're going to franchise um okay and the money the returns you probably see a little sooner um because it's all immediate right it's all Uh, right. flowing so i think you see that a little sooner uh but when if, you if you're trading to, you're saying either you can trade you buy someone else's product and sell it so 
Okay, fine. So there's no major Absolutely. big fixed investment. So with, yeah. Got. So with trading, that's that. And with um, delivery outlets, cloud kitchens, um, things you can franchise. So small um, restaurants, uh, so to say. Uh, I think those are also a lot more lucrative or give you your investment back sooner. Um, and the the other one would be uh, a retail brand that you're trying to build. So when you're trying to build a brand, um, which is what you're trying to do, of course, absolutely. So with this one, I think um, definitely the investments are larger. So the amount of money you have to put in is definitely larger. You have to source, you know, whether it's inventory, whether it's uh, working capital, um, stores, uh, a lot of uh, stores today charge listing fees just to be in the store. You need to pay them money to keep wow. you. Then, of course, you need to pay money for visibility. You need to pay whether it's digital, you are running ads. There's just a lot that's going in. And of course, uh, you want to build a team that can uh, carry this on with you. So I think in that sense, um, definitely a lot more expensive and also a more long-term um, project. So by the time you can see uh, growth and investments paying off, it'll be a while. And uh, the eventual goal is at least for us to be funded. Maybe not right now. Mm. It's not the right time. But eventually that's... That would be That's where you uh, see. the next step. Okay. Yeah. Okay, great. All right. Th uh, thank you for that sort of very candid uh, explanation and sort of breaking it up, right? So people who want to be food entrepreneurs, uh, I think you heard it from the expert, right? Either if you want to make sort of a quicker churn, you go in for trading. Um, if you want, you know, you have a slightly longer gestation period, run a, a smaller franchise kind of restaurant. And if you're really in it for the long haul, like Opasna and Dietamasha and Pink Harvest are, You've got to put in the effort, the money, the time, build the brand out, and then hopefully um, an investor will catch on to your story. Great. Absolutely. Okay, that's very helpful. Uh, picking up a question here from Nandini. Should one care about calorie counting to lose weight? What about carbs versus hmm. protein? So where are you on the carb versus protein spectrum? And uh, where are you on the calorie count spectrum? So, I mean, it, simple math, yes you need to consume under a certain amount of calories to lose the weight. But having said that, where the calories come from is just as important. You need to look for nutrient dense foods and it's not about starving yourself and, Oh, you know, I can just have these many calories. So let's have uh, something and binge on it. And uh, you know, something not as healthy, but you need to look for nutrition. So I think as calorie counting, you'd be aware of it, but, look more as to be aware more as to what you are eating and what um, comes with it. I so nutrition, nutritional value over calorie Absolutely. value, Cal calorie value. Okay. Okay. I like that. And the carb versus protein spectrum. Oh, I, I've personally, I've been there and done it all. I've uh, tried a full of carb life and a carb free life and as it, well. You try the indulgent, uh, and you've tried the complete abstinence. Okay. Absolutely. And While living in New York, I just wanted to soak it all in. I sure. everything I felt, you know, I, I, it was, yeah, all of it. And I've also been on the end of uh, a low carb kind of diet. And I'd come back to the same thing. It's what works for you, uh, depending on what sure. your health goals are. Uh, I think that's what will define uh, what your body needs. I, I love that you didn't go for the, the M, the moderation, like everything is good, go for moderation stance. I love that you're keeping this so sort of like personal, right? Like 
I mean, if moderation is your thing, then go for moderation. You know, I love Absolutely. it. I love, I love there, that. You know, there was this time actually where uh, eight meals a day beca- became this huge fad and everyone was all about, uh, you know, the more meals you eat, the less I get it. And if that sure. works for you, great. But you know what? It doesn't work for me. It just doesn't work for me. So it's all about finding what works for you. I love it. I love it. Uh, I, I think uh, on that note, okay, Sanjeev has one more question. Um, women entrepreneurs, who is your role model? Okay, I'm going to let you take that first and then answer. So who's your role model, Upasana? If I was sitting with you, I'm going to say you. Uh, there's just oh so God. much to learn from you. I mean, why not, right? Let's, uh, I think you would be the right person to actually answer that question. I mean, honestly, no? for me, uh, I'm, I, I really think it's just the everyday success stories that I get to see, right? Every week today, today you're my 20th guest and I leave every week on this, you know, serious buzz. Uh, I have goosebumps, you know, as I speak to my experts because every story reveals, you know, this, this journey of integrity, uh, hard work, dedication. And when you hear the stories behind the brands, uh, you realize that it's, it's, it's all human emotions, right? You went from like, passion you talked about your law firm and how you went it's, it's all it everything stems from human experiences and uh, these human experiences aren't you know unique to one person we all have them it just depends on what we did with them so i feel like what distinguishes you know these so-called experts from uh, regular people is just the fact that they acted upon those emotions and uh, really put in the hard work that it needs um, you know to build build successful companies businesses etc so uh, yeah, Sanjeev, for me, it's, it's honestly, it's every one of these experts uh, I get to interact with. And of course, Upasana, you very much on that list as well. So that, I think that's guys, a on... great way to explain it. Okay, thanks, Sanjeev. Okay, guys, I think uh, I, on that note, we're going to let Upasana uh, sign off. Upasana, been a great learning experience, extremely inspirational journey. And I have absolutely no doubt that in uh, the next three to five years, your brand is going to be one of the top FMCG health brands in the country, if not in the world. So good going. And of course, if there's any way in any, if, which we, any of us can support us, we're here to support you. Um, best thank wishes you. always. Thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, thank you for having me tonight. Uh, it's been a real pleasure. And uh, what you do with, you know, I must say the, the way you help people uh, just figure things out for themselves. It's just fantastic. Okay. Thank you so much for your kind words. You. We'll, we'll connect with you soon. Uh, guys, do follow Pink Harvest, Diet Tamasha, and Bean to Chocolatier. Um, they're very active Instagram pages, as I said. If you have not sampled their products yet, uh, don't wait. Um, it's great weather, and they have a vast product range. So please go ahead and... Uh, Place your first orders with them. And I know some of you are their it's regular so customers watching. So please go for it. Thank um, you. We're going to sign off now. Hey, Vasa, thank you. you. Thank you for all the love. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. See you. Um, thanks for watching. Today was episode 20 of uh, House of Experts. 